Ah, we were- hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Welcome to episode 51 of Michigan Brews. Uh, the first official episode with our brand new intro uh, by Ripjaw Media. Sexy. And the intro. Ross family. Yeah, it's so great. I really like it. Um, for those of you uh, who are watching live and missed the beginning of the episode, um, I'll, I'll mention this again later. We'll go back and play it again uh, just because we're happy with it, you know, and, and, and so proud of it. And uh, I'm so thankful for the Rosses and uh, Rip Job Media, uh, you know, helping us out with that. And uh, um, since we have this now and we have, you know, new audio and everything like that, um, I'm actually going to start working on uh, ripping the audio from our previous episodes and creating podcasts um, out of those. So legit. Yeah, so so keep on the lookout um, for the Michigan Brews podcast. That'll be on Spotify and Apple Music, and you know the, the other major providers uh, probably. But um, and and for those of you listening on the podcast portion, I'll try to edit out the uh, intro in the middle of this episode uh, because you know you don't need to listen to thirty seconds of music uh, when we're trying to talk about beer and building recipes and stuff. So. Um, but it is awesome music. It is so much better uh, music than the last uh, music, and it didn't blow your fucking eardrums out. I was so. just gonna say, it could be a little louder. That's- yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we can we can we can change that for the podcast. Uh, Mike's asking when the when the reality show is debuting. So hell yeah, uh, it's coming. Uh, we we gotta we gotta create like a better like a name and a better theme yeah. for for what like our our show would be like. Like it, maybe it's just us like scavenging through the woods for ingredients and then <laughs> and then uh, like making like poison out of it and like I was gonna say the Dark Horse did a whole show of them just doing stupid shit while not brewing beer in their brewery. So I mean we we could yeah. totally pull that off. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, make it yeah. make it and drunk. Like three homebrewers do stupid shit while drinking. It's, it's a <laughs> fucking daytime Emmy winner award winner right there whatever no that that, the intro is amazing um can't can't thank uh the rosses and and ripjaw media enough i mean they did way too much for you know like i said three uh drunk home brewers on line so yeah the intro is just super 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 cool oh we even have an outro to go with it too um (laughs) i I know this is a lot to take in right so definitely uh hitting the big hitting big, big time I can't talk at all now. I need to drink beer. What are you drinking? Yeah. Uh, uh, so I'm. Go ahead. Go ahead, Jordan. I was going to say, um, one of our uh, hopeful sponsors at some point. <laughs> hams. <laughs> Good old hams beer. It took me. I was like, so funny thing is, I've been trying to buy hams for like a couple months, and every time I stop at Meyer, they don't have it. So finally found it. So that's what I'm drinking. Super Sweet. stoked. Uh, out of a, a mini mug. It's cute. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's one. I don't care if they're from Michigan or not. I mean, if Hams wants to uh, get involved in the show or Hams wants to be on the show, anybody <laughs> knows anybody at Hams, uh, they're more than welcome. We will uh, make them honorary or, Michiganders. The, the beer, not not Boar's Head. It's different. <laughs> what are you drinking, Brian? Uh, so I don't know if the color is going to show up. Uh, well, it looks more orange on the stream. It's actually more of a pink color, but it's a pineapple upside down cake cider. Oh, is this yours? It is mine. So Distant Whistle made it um, for the very first time years ago, and uh, they haven't made it again since. But like 
uh, Shane and I really got hooked on it and uh, it became like an obsession. I think this is the fourth time I've tried to make it. Um, and it's really good. I don't know if it quite lives up to the hype of, um, of you know, what I remember distant whistles tasting like, um, but it's, it's super good. It's a quick, quick recipe for everybody. It's about four gallons of uh, uh, juice or cider fermented down and then stabilized um, with, I think, one or two pounds of brown sugar, depending on how strong you want it. I think this is about 7.2. Is um, that light, dark, extra dark? Light, light okay. brown. Did and you then, say that? Uh, I, I missed that. I, 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 you may have <laughs> no, said it. No, no. Um, so yeah, fer ferment all that out, stabilize it, um, add a gallon of pineapple juice back, um, two vanilla beans. Um, I think I used 33 ounces of maraschino cherries. Um, the the more expensive, you know, the better the outcome probably, but you probably don't want to be buying, you know, 33 ounces of Luxardo or whatever. Is that, is that the brand? Uh, yeah, cherries. That's it's, it's, it's probably like a hundred dollars of cherries or something like that. So, what? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but but you could probably eat them afterwards. No. Um, oh yeah. So I, I mean, for that, of, for that I, price, I would anyways. It's, yeah. <laughs> I think uh, I think it's like a seven eight ounce jar of Luxardos costs twenty one dollars. So yeah, uh, you know, throw thirty ounces of Luxardo in there. That'd be uh, great. You know, what, so, uh, Jason, yeah. I heard you're you're coming into some money soon. I think you should do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who needs a new driveway? Honey, let's just, uh, just make you can really make a, a two hundred dollars cider. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's good. And then you uh, you dump all the fruit outside for your deer to eat, and you have really happy deer. So, oh, even better. Yeah. What about you, Jason? What you got tonight? So I, I actually uh, dipped into my black IPA. You know, I brewed this a, a few weeks ago for uh, Michigan State Fair, and uh, I plan on taking the keg to a homebrew fest. But I was down in the bar before the show, and you know, thought, "What the hell?" and pulled one. It's 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 really tasty. It's doing well after a couple of uh, weeks in the keg. It's good. Good. Maybe uh, maybe we can talk about your thought process and in, uh, in designing that beer since that's tonight's episode. Um, but first, we'll call Absolutely. out. Uh, got some chat callouts. Drew Jacobs is with us again tonight. So what's oh, up, Drew? Mr. Jacobs, Captain not taking Coke, shots tonight. The, the classic, yeah, <laughs> no, no, yeah, no, no malort for us tonight. No matter uh, how much you try to get, pay us. Uh, Sam's sipping on some grapefruit IPA. Nice. Uh, Travis has got some little humo. Right on. Sounds like a rap. I haven't had little humo, lil humo in a long time. That short's kind of like all day IPA. Uh, you know, guy. How how's it hold up, Travis? How's it hold up to to yeah. your the old man beer? <laughs> <laughs> I answer at some point. Yeah, I'm not actually. I'm not a Huma fan. Not not a. Do you know what hop they use in that? Is that a? Is that like an all centennial knockoff? Like two hearted, or I mean, a two hearted knockoff? I shouldn't say. I don't actually know. Um. Yeah. It was one of the very first like super bitter IPAs that I ever had though. Like back when the like the IBU wars were going on. And it sounds like, you know, fantasy sci-fi beer <laughs> drama. But um there yeah, there was a time back in like was it the early two thousands? Um, maybe even mid to late um two thousand like tens or something like that, where everybody was just trying to like max out their IBUs. Uh, Dogfish had, you know, was was 
something even crazier than like 120 minute they're like pushing the bounds i think there were like breweries creating theoretical like you know 1000 ibu beers i was just gonna ask best, about like, the threshold yeah. had that yeah oh yeah yeah i i just looked it up they don't actually advertise i'm not trying to knock on shorts at all and and huma it's just out of the out of those big like you just said those big bold ipas that came out uh, around that time huma just wasn't my favorite. No, oh, that was like right at the beginning of the craft beer boom here in Michigan, yep. like when Huma was coming out. So, like, yeah, I mean, I don't, I liked it. I liked Huma back in the day, but you know, as what happens with you know just about you know anything, and this might you know may tie into recipes. Like your 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 flavor, your palate changes as you become more experienced. So, it's funny because the description for it calls it to a citrus floral piney, and I get you know all piney, all dank, all resiny. So. Hmm. Maybe I just need to try it again. But well, good to know. But yeah. it's good to hear that Travis likes it. And I'm glad you enjoy it, Travis. It's always good to enjoy the beer you're drinking. Hell yeah! So Let's yeah, we're supposed to talk about recipes and recipe design and balance and and all that good shit tonight while we drink. <laughs> I, 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 uh, I tonight I was just feeling like a bullshit episode, kind of. And uh, yeah. I know we posted the episode late tonight, and. Uh, and you know we were just kind of just kind of feeling like a like a laid back episode. I was looking back at our last five six episodes. I think we've had a guest or been a guest somewhere um, for you know the last at least five episodes. So yeah, uh, we've had a really great yep. stint of lining those up, and uh, and I, I think that's going to prep us for this next month. I mean, you know, it's it's not to I usually would put this at the end of the show, but we can talk about it a little bit. Um, you know, for all of us and, and all the other homebrewers that are watching or the other keepers that are out there, you know, we're going into August, which is Homebrew Fest month, Michigan Beer Cup month. Um, next week, uh, we actually don't have a show. I'm going to be in California. Uh, but then we come back from that and it's like, uh, you know, I think we're, we'll probably have a show where we talk about getting ready for Homebrew Fest. Um, uh, you're yep. going to probably see some um, random odd videos pop in throughout the day of the week or during the day during the week of homebrew fest where uh, <laughs> we'll probably get drunk and try to do live streams you know at two three four o'clock walking around uh drinking beer uh, in various clubs am yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh and then there's likely going to be yeah just tune in. just <laughs> pay attention to facebook we'll be popping in and out uh with shenanigans um and, and then the week after, I, I imagine uh, the 23rd will probably be an MHF after show, a.k.a. let our livers recover. I don't know. Like, we'll, we'll figure it out. But August is going to be a lot of MHF stuff. It's a big month for us. Um, and it's just a big month for homebrew in Michigan. Uh, and then we'll work on some guests, uh, bringing the guests back and some homebrew review shows and homebrew topics probably in the September as we head in the fall. Um, but, uh, yeah, if you're not coming to Homebrew Fest, um, you should. You should buy your tickets now. Go to uh, michiganhomebrewfest.com uh, or Google that shit. And if you're not coming to Homebrewfest and you won't come to Homebrewfest, then tune in and watch us uh, do some stupid shit from Have a drink with us. We're having Michigan right. beer. So you don't have to homebrew to come to Homebrewfest either. So for those of you watching that aren't brewers or you know, just enjoy watching you know, Jordan's face every week and want to meet him in person, uh yeah uh it's 40 bucks i think for a day pass um it's it's that, actually 40 bucks for your membership 
Oh, yeah, um, yeah, which okay. is good for the entire festival. And as yes, long as you're there, you that 40 bucks you know, gets you because we don't charge for homebrew. Uh, it's illegal to yeah. charge for homebrew in Michigan. So to be a member of our club, you get to you pay 40 bucks for that club membership. And uh, and then you get to sample all of those wonderful homebrews, uh, you know, and there's looking to be over, you know, probably two or three hundred different homebrews yeah. there to sample. Yeah. And um, mead. Yep. I was just going to say, it's, it's not just beer. It's meat. Yeah. Mead, cider. Uh, some people walk around with food, like, yeah. you know, yeah. some yeah. Yeah. They'll have like yeah. homemade sausages and whatnot. Like it's a, yeah. it's a, it's an actual festival. It's wonderful. It's yeah, one of my a, favorite times of year. There's a barbecue cook-off or a, a barbecue competition. There is a, uh, a French toast cook-off. There's a Bloody Mary bar. Um, just all kinds of just great shit going on. I, I think they're 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 trying to get some potential comedians to come do a show for us. Oh, um, that's cool. So Bloody Mary Bar is Saturday morning, right? I think so. Yeah. So come Saturday get drunk morning. with us Friday night, and then we can we can share a hair of the dog on Saturday morning. Yeah. Uh, but check it out online, Michigan Homebrew Fest. Uh, like I said, Google that shit. Um, I'll, I'll put a link up in a few minutes and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Drew, Drew, you want to come back on? That, that would be awesome. Like, we'll love to have Drew back on. Um, but I don't know. No, that off. No. <laughs> we're not doing Malore again. It's, it's, it's going to have to be a different kind of episode this time. Yeah. Wait, wait. I do have. I do have a question. So I might be. Able, I might. I might take one for the team if Drew hasn't had Malort. Oh. We should get him a bottle. What about Seltzer 2.0 with Drew Jacobs? Hey, there we go. speaking of seltzer, number two. That's <laughs> I need to go. I, I that was the day I was having. I was I was gonna seltzer it up tonight, and uh, I, I forgot to grab any. I've got some bells, beers, and some hams and stuff, but I might have to duck out in a minute and uh, and go down and raid the seltzer fridge. Just don't just don't drop your video. You got that nice logo <laughs> on your on your whiteboard there. We don't want to. I think, that. dude. I think that'll come. That'll stay. That, that's just Will my it? feed. All yeah. right, we can play with it. Let's do it. Yep. Do it live. Anyway, so Drew's in for the Malort. So uh, we'll we'll make that happen. <laughs> you don't know what you're asking for, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so after that show, I went over to Brian's. Like a, a month after, I went over to Brian's. He had the Malort. I'm like, fuck, dude, I haven't tried it. All right, pour me a glass. And he, you he poured me a glass. I had, I at that time, I had not. Now, since I've had it, and it's been what, Brian, probably four months uh, no, since I was over there. Tell me one of you guys recorded this. I can still taste it. <laughs> it doesn't, it, it burns into your yeah. brain. Right. <laughs> right. So. What, what where's the topic? <laughs> where's that topic? So I think what would be fun, like I, I'm all about discussing, you know, how to build like a random, you know, beer or something like that. But we've got a bunch of people in chat tonight. So uh, does anybody in chat have like an idea for like a beer that they would want to drink that they've like never had or a beer that they have had? That, Great idea. You know, we would want to like, you know, try to recreate. And uh, I'm going to I'm going to open up Beersmith right now. And I think what we should do is we should try to create some recipes live on air. I'll say I'll open up Beersmith too. I'll build it with you. That way I have the recipe. uh, Yeah, Brian can share that. That'll be cool. I don't know if we won't get trouble. If fucking beer, if Brad Smith comes at us for showing a Beersmith screen on our show, then cool. (laughs) You know what? He can he can come yell at us on air. How about that? We'll have him on the show just so he can. (laughs) That's some elite recognition. 
in the coconut uh, shrimp IPA. Eh, too easy. Uh, it, <laughs> look, it, you hop Travis. that shit uh, with uh, with uh, some sabro. You throw in a little bit of uh, dry coconut flake and some obey. No, we're 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 gonna dry shrimp this bitch. That's. <laughs> <laughs> can you buy like like you go to like the the pet store and just buy like shrimp flakes or something like that? Um, they do have they, there's shrimp things. there's shrimp chips that you can get at like yep. Vietnamese stores and whatnot. You could always use okay. those. I mean, it's basically like styrofoam. Should we build this? You want to build shrimp and uh, coconut shrimp? <laughs> That's the only suggestion we got. So, I uh, fuck I, it. I, I, no, no. I, I say, I say, we do this. Um, I was YouTube on them. We'll we'll do that one of these days. We will do that. I uh, I'm not going to go into it probably on on this episode, but um, on Reddit about a month ago, I did post a very detailed uh, breakdown of how I would build a New England double bourbon barrel aged imperial tropical salted caramel double dry hopped extra oat cream vanilla milkshake chocolate raspberry ice cream sour white stout infused with mint hibiscus and truffle oil so i figure if we can do that then what's a what's a coconut shrimp ipa Uh, and all of that after that fucking mouthful all of that all of that together comes out to a brian wrote a valid viable recipe um, you know, and, and honestly, if you, if you treated it, uh, right. And, and you, you were, you were delicate with the mint and the truffle, uh, it would probably be a drinkable beer, um, as, as, as much of a mouthful as that is. And I really do kind of want to brew it one of these days. Um, there, there were other people in, in that thread that said that they were going to brew it. So I, I told them that I would pay for bottles if they ever did, uh, brew it. <laughs> I'd pay for shipping. And uh, and because I, I would love to drink it on stream with you guys, so we'll see if something comes of it. And uh, if nobody else mans up, then what? what was, why? That. Why? What was this? Just a challenge that came up in your brain box or something, or why? No. How did this come to be? So somebody else made a shit post um, the day before, and and was you know complaining about you know normal beers, I think, or something like that. I can't remember exactly. Oh wait, hold on damn those no, I, I, don't, I don't have i don't have the link on me but uh he he asked where like where these sorts of beers were and uh and so i was like you know what we, we gotta make that so i made a recipe i got i was drunk so so th- this goes down to you know That's like I, ideas. I, I think i mentioned it a few weeks ago at the keepers fest where, or keepers meeting where we talk about recipe design you know um, I, I think this is just one of Brian's hobbies. You know, we were we were sitting outside of uh, Distant Whistle one night, drinking after eating hot peppers, and I turn around and, and Brian and Drew have a pizza box and they're brainstorming, you know, a, a, a new version of uh, Mystery <laughs> Machine, um, uh, which is, is uh, one of Drew's beers. You know, so we called it like pizza box beer. Um, the same shit. Brian and I have been throwing around this idea for. Uh, an odd juice, uh, New England IPA, uh, with, New England uh, meat IPA, yeah, with roast beef and and mm. uh, and, and oranges. I, I mean, it's just kind of stressing. I know it's fun; it's a joke. It's just kind of seeing what we can, what crazy shit we can do with uh, with a recipe. But the the thing is, is you know, in the right proportions and, and with the ingredients treated right, you know, you can you can, you can do, do some you stupid shit. Yeah. Yep. 
That's so Travis's second, uh, second thing, uh, or, or catnip wet hop. I, so this actually reminds me of a story I read off of Reddit of a dry catted beer. Uh, <laughs> what does that mean? A, a guy, uh, he, he was, a, he was a new father. And the reason why this stuck this out, cause I read it right after my kid was born. Um, he apparently brewed a beer, got it all into the uh, fermenter and turned around to get his kid and heard this kashlunk and then turned around and the cat's trying to crawl out of the beer. It gets out of the bucket and starts running around his house. So he forgets about the beer and goes around, starts cleaning the house, catch the cat, wash the cat, whatnot. Well, long story short, the guy comes back like 24 hours later and there's a krausen <laughs> and he just <laughs> let it ferment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not that. good. I want to. I want to hear the follow up on that. Oh, is it, right. is it really dry? Is it dry catted though? If it was, oh, that added, means after, you know, pre fermentation. Yeah, so yeah. it's more like catted or something like that. Yeah, right? yeah. Get, get steeped. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so I was going to say that the, the catnip wet hop IPA actually reminds me of, and, and it's, I think a similar flavor is that uh, psychedelic cat grass. I mean, that mm. shorts does this, you know, they do a, a wet hop, fresh, fresh, freshy, fresh IPA. Um, it doesn't really have catnip in it, but it kind of tastes green and grungy. And I would imagine dank um, dank. Yeah. And in that, in that same space, um, but yeah, no, we're gonna we're gonna spin up a recipe, Brian. You're gonna pull it up. You want, should I share my screen? Is that what we're doing? Yeah, sure, go for it. All right, let's. See I'm 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 gonna find your uh, I'm gonna find your your crazy recipe. Let's get a link going to it in the. Uh... All right, so we got some beer smith. So. Uh, are we going with Sam's? Are we calling it Sea Gump? Sea Gump IPA? Yeah, yeah, the, the Michigan Shrimp IPA. Michigan. I guess we didn't figure out where we're putting the shrimp in, but there was oh, a. Oh, oh, we're dry shrimping. There was, what was that beer I had a while ago? Clam. It was a clam beer. A clam beer. That was one of the most. You know, oyster stouts is had. very much a, same, a thing, you know, and they really did use oysters back in the day. Uh, yep. You know, for that salty umami flavor. This, this was like a blonde ale, though. <clears throat> it was just, I don't so, know, it was weird. Not my style. I think for sanitary purposes and to get as much flavor exposure as we can, I think we're going to have to go with dried shrimp, which they sell in bulk at at your local, uh, you know, Asian uh, food supply store or Amazon. So there are lots of uh, different dried shrimp, uh, unsalted, untreated, uh, basically uncured, just dried shrimp. I think that would be the way to go. So no surprise, shrimp is not a uh, miscellaneous ingredient in Beersmith already. So we'll, we'll but that flavor combination that we're going to get out of it is going to be that uh, you know kind of um, you know ocean sea salt. Uh, I was going to say you made a good point with Old Bay in there. That could actually be pretty good. I think you rim the glass with Old Bay. Yeah, oh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. So um, let's get back to shrimp in a minute. <laughs> so we're doing an IPA standard IPA we're, we're, recipe. Let's start, let's uh, let's start with the coconut and the IPA. Where where are we going with this? 
I, I think I think so because we want to come off of the flavors. I think we actually need to keep the malt bill pretty mild. So we probably just Agreed. go. Uh, I don't think we we waste Maris Otter or anything like that. I think it's just too too raw. Too raw. Yeah. Okay. You're damn yeah, right, too. Jacob. Yeah, I totally use this for Bell's homebrew compliment post. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do it. We are um, writing your Bell's homebrew comp recipe right now. Let's start off with ten pounds. Got to uh, list us as co-brewers, though. I don't know, man. I feel like this thing has to be pretty boozy to to make you um, not regret drinking it. But we can well, start with ten pounds. Let's, let's do I don't. Can we distill it before I regret it? That's. <laughs> We'll do a 10, 10 gallon batch or something. And great. Yeah. That way there's we'll more. To half. Um, so do we want any crystal malt crystal? I can't imagine crystal sugary flavors going good with shrimp. No, no. no, 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 no. Um, how do we feel about body? Do we want this to be a full bodied beer, light bodied beer? No, I think it needs to be crisp and light. I think, I okay. think, I think you're going to have to let the, I think the coconut's going to bring some of that body. It's going to add some of that oils. It's going to, it's going to, it's going to yeah. add some of that mouthfeel. I, I, I think, you know, if we're, if we're going for, you know, a true, uh, coconut shrimp beer, I, th- I think we need to let that kind of carry and shine. So, Agreed. okay. I don't think we need any crystal. I think this is this is it. Two row. How about how about carapils? Maybe for like a, like a little head retention or something like that. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can see that. I mean, that kind of replicate those shrimp chips or whatever. You know, something light and fluffy up top. Now, speaking of dryness, do we want to dry it out extra and do something like dextrose or turbinado sugar? So do we want to replace some of this with like legit? What's our, what's our ABV, which is this one? We're, we're so without having eight. a yeast in here. We're estimated. Yeah. Around eight, seven, eight, eight. No, I, I, I think, I, I think we want a little sweetness. The coconut's going to give us a little sweetness. Uh, we're going to put the coconut. We're, we're putting coconut on secondary. I assume then, right? Yes. Mm, sure. And probably coconut too. Yeah, or you can shrimp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, because I'm thinking like if if, if you want to add it to get the dryness in the in the base beer before from or during fermentation, that's cool. Uh, but I think if we put that in there and then put the coconut in during fermentation, it'll. I think we're I think we're gonna want some some more oh. of that malty sweetness to help boost that coconut that bready flavor that you get from like coconut shrimp. Oh, you're right. We didn't talk about breading. Now we got to so, throw a pound of panko in there. <laughs> do, do, do you want to mash for some panko? Yeah. All right. <laughs> is that is it P A N K O? Yeah. This will be our New Year's show when we get together and brew this. Now this is going to be at the end of the year when we're talking about the episodes that we did in 2021, and we're going to be like, "Why in the fuck did we make a shrimp <laughs> IPA?" Thanks, because Travis. Travis and Sam made us this awesome fucking intro, and we're humoring them, and I hope they're getting a good laugh out of this. So, um, what we want to mash with this? So let's change that. Thai no shrimp goza. That's See right there, it just proves you can't have a fucking original idea. <laughs> right. <laughs> We're done. Coconut, grapefruit, dried shrimp. Uh, you know what? Fuck it. We're going to step them up and we're going to garnish our beer with a shrimp. Mm. And, and that Old Bay seasoning around the rim. We're going to make this little beer cocktail. 
so do we want speaking of like breading and stuff like that um do we want any any malts that have a little bit more of like a bready flavor like uh like i think victory maybe Vic sometimes victory? has that yeah yeah it's kind of it's kind of biscuity yep yeah i would say a small amount you know just just so like a half a bit. pound yeah sure half a pound let's sub that out for i don't half a pound of two yeah let's drop this down to 14 yep yeah because we're working up at seven six so far i mean i don't want it to be so hot that that's like my sweet spot for like ipas like somewhere between like the seven and a half and eight and a half range like i think there's just enough body and alcohol and sweetness usually where uh where it just doesn't does it for me so we're a little bit above, you know, what an American IPA uh, typically would be ABV wise, but that's all right. So I think we have a good uh, malt base. I'm down with this. I would, I would drink this so far. Um, even hops, with the panko. Definitely, oh, even with the panko. Panko's going to add the, oh, yeah. Chef's Panko's going to get that bready character, I think. Um, have you guys hops. brewed a panko before? <laughs> no, no, absolutely no. not. <laughs> you guys are talking about it like all. yeah like i was like man have i been making a mistake like i've never brewed the panko <laughs> like, <laughs> so um well, sam says that, that that thai shrimp goes a beer place is not in business anymore so oh that was the that was the I'm, I'm really liking this thing with their their um picture down there like that was a good that was a good addition there brian you get to see I their face I, more i think it was a stream yard like change that we just like missed out on or something we gotta no. i gotta start reading their emails more but uh, hops all right hops bitterness so clean clean bitterness i think to start right yes clean um Very clean. Uh, there's a there's a uh, there's a, a a hop with a lime like a kefir characteristic. I'm trying to find it, um, I, but I think we should almost we should try to find like a citrusy, not super uh, super bitter. Uh, you see where I'm going though? Like yeah 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 yep yeah some yeah because citrusy is gonna because you know coconut shrimp's usually served with like a little orange sauce or something like that. So a hop that has like some lime or orange character might, might um, work pretty well. Julius sort of has that. Um, it's a, it's a Minnesota cascade. Uh, so they say okay. sweet orange, Mandarin and peach. That would work with a coconut. Um, I've never bittered with it before, but it's, it's, oh, it's cascade. No, no, no. Um, Let's, I would say so. for bittering, we should probably stick with like a warrior mm. or, uh, I, I'm gonna throw. A, I'm gonna throw. A, I, yeah, I'm gonna throw a fucking wrench in this just because I just bought six ounces of it. Um, but Great Lake hops, bergamot. Actually, uh, you know, it's very yeah, uh, it's talks a lot about their 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 citrusy, orange, lemongrass, tropical fruit. Oh, that's perfect. I, I was just gonna that. say if you know what bergamot tastes like with the hop tastes like that i don't know if that's going to match so well with no I, I don't know why it's named like that the 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 descriptors for it it don't don't say anything about um bergamot or uh earl gray tea the the flavor descriptors are orange mango cherry uh zest lemongrass tropical fruit pepper yeah, and floral. yeah i mean all that all that would um, go really well 
it actually says, the description of it says, there's no lack of orange in this hop. You will not need to garnish your beer with an orange slice ever again. Well, damn, now um, I'm sad I didn't buy any. So I happen to have uh, six ounces of, of bergamot, and I am just about getting ready to order dry trip. We're making this fucking beer. Okay. <laughs> How do you spell bergamot? Um, B-E-R-G-A-M-O-T. E G R A A M O N T. No, just one A, I think. Okay, just one A. Okay. Um, what's do you know the alpha acid roughly? Yeah, let me get that info for you. Uh, so the alpha acid is going to be eight to ten percent. Okay. Uh, I don't have my can right in front of me. Um. But yeah, eight to ten point seven percent is what the page says for alpha beta is eight to nine, or I'm sorry, six to nine. So we're thinking about this being a bittering hop, or are we going to use this as more I, of like flavor and a? I, I would say personally, I would say flavor because we're not that kind through. I think if we go along the similar lines for bittering, we should probably throw like maybe like a half an ounce of Apollo or something in, uh, for bittering, and we use bergamot for flavor aroma. Yeah. What's what's the profile of Apollo? I've not personally. I've never used it. Uh, it's a citrus uh, grapefruit, orange pine resin. Okay. Um, I mean, it doesn't have to be. I was that was just one of the first ones that popped in my head for citrus. Uh, I mean, it's, it's citra. No, I, I like it as a bittering hop. I, I feel like so I use it in my um, my IPAs that I think are going to be a little bit more dry because it almost has that like it's just. Um, it's a very light citrus, but otherwise clean hop for me. Like more, more, more flavorful than Warrior or Magnum, uh, but mm-hmm. still just has a. For some reason, I think like it. I don't know why I uh, associate it with this, but I, I associate it with almost like of a like not a, not a cream flavor, but like um, it just just adds that little bit of um, something that that helps later citrus and fruit additions i guess i don't know weird like that but uh, i dig it so i'm uh, getting Jason, some good old-fashioned uh louisiana dried shrimp okay i'm gonna order uh i'm gonna order eight ounces old-fashioned okay okay all right let's give you back shrimp flakes i'm down so well, well I'll, I'll add in shrimp flakes uh, in a minute here um Apollo at 60. Um, let's move the bergamot back down to you want to do like some old school like late like 15 minute editions or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. What do you um, call them old old school? Uh, like none, none of the newer IPA recipes call for anything but maybe a bitter edition oh, right. and then like yep. a whirlpool yep. flame out dry hop edition. So like um my last IPA, my last double IPA that I sent off to the Michigan State Fair, um, I think had like 60, 30, 20, 10, five editions in it. And like, I'm really getting back into like the, like the, the layering of pop flavors sort of, sort of thing. Um, I'm digging that again. Maybe not so much with like New England IPAs, but for, for any other type of IPA, I just, there's some sort of complexity there um, that I think, um, Layering and hop additions adds that we just kind of stopped doing for a while, and, and I think it's going to come back. Um, well, everything's maybe pretty like, cyclic, right? 
Yeah, yeah. Try like half an ounce of 30. Um, we'll do another half ounce of like 15. Um, again, this is more just to like get different flavors out of the same hop potentially. Um, and then we're, we're really bitter right now. So I'm going to drop back the Apollo, maybe to half an ounce. Gonna I was going to say half yeah. ounce on the Apollo. Do you want to go with any dry hop? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think these are like, I, I say we take more bergamot and then, um, let's do two ounces whirlpooled for 30 minutes at like 160 just to get yep. some more of those like citrusy flavors out of it. Yep, yep, yep. Um, I don't know if it needs to be, and, and this isn't the only hop I think we should use. I think we should figure out something else to use in Whirlpool as well on dry hop. Um, but definitely two ounces there and two ounces in dry hop for... So there is... Uh, let me double check that. Is Sabro the coconut hop? Is that sabro right? is that's a great idea yeah we were talking about right, that let's, so let's do some sabro yep that was just i was just looking up coconut hops it was either sabro or it looks like cashmere has some of those same flavors cashmere would be fun think about that mm, yeah. uh, sabro is a lot higher in alpha generally so probably a better use for late stage though we're not going to get any of those to convert, uh, really. Yep. So right now we're sitting at uh, 14 pounds of two-row, one pound of carapils, one pound of panko, and a half pound of victory in the mash. Um, as far as mashing goes, we just want like a, a kind of mid-range mash temperature, like 152. That sounds great. Probably. Yep. Unless we would, then, we, uh, would we want to go lower to crisp it up a little bit? Do yeah, yeah, is that what we're thinking? We're we're thinking really dry, right? So well, drier on the drier side, right? That reminds me of my old trick. Uh, I used to talk about throwing like a, a half to three quarter pound of uh, of uh, rye in at the end to get that snap, that snappy bite, like uh, crispiness. The the only complaint I would have there is that rye is really high in beta glucosid or. Uh, it's like, yeah, beta glucosidase, I think, or something like that. Glucosidase, yeah. yeah. Glucosidase. Is that the enzyme I'm thinking of? Something. I think beta glucosidase is the enzyme. I can't remember. But anyway, um, um, adds body to the beer. Um, is that a bad thing? Well, we were talking about being able to talking about more You're right. I, I, I think. You know, I think 152 for this is fine. And, and yeah, forget that. Okay. Um, and then for hops, we're bittering with Apollo at 60, uh, half ounce. And then uh, uh, we're adding some bergamot uh, in uh, half ounce at 30, half ounce at 15. Uh, two ounces more of bergamot at Whirlpool, along with two ounces of Sabro at Whirlpool, and then two ounces of bergamot at dry hopping for three days, along with two ounces of Sabro dry hopping for three days. Yeah. Um, Let's take a second real quick, because uh, yeah. Brian Walker just popped in uh, and said, hey, um, so that's a call out. So we met, Brian and I met Brian Walker. Brian Walker is the 
bar manager at Jolly Pumpkin. Uh, and oh, cool. Soon to be uh, the owner of his own cidery, I believe. Uh, and, and we're hoping to get Brian on the show here in the near future. So that might be one of our August, uh, September shows. So what up, Brian? Uh, hey, Brian. I see this kind of stupid. This is not typical, but we're just fucking having fun making <laughs> some crazy shit. Um, but look forward to talking to you, man. Uh, good to see you again and, and tell Julie we said hi. Don't mind me. <laughs> you just pause to drink. Brian, we do remember you uh, and Julie, uh, despite what you may think. So yeah, it was a good night. Yeah, we, Brian and uh, uh, Stevens and I went up to drop off our Glen Cat beer. Met Brian and Julie, uh, you know, at, at uh, oh shit, where was it? I don't remember uh, where we dropped off the Glen Cat beer. Vandermill. Vandermill, thank you. We met them there, uh, wound up following them to uh, Puck's Cidery. We, we met uh, Chris from Puck's. Uh, hopefully we'll have him on the show in the near future. Uh, and then we wound up bar hopping around Grand Rapids. Um, About to shake and take a shot of my lord. Dude, why do you hate look yourself? At that. <laughs> what is that? <clears throat> yeah, filed why? the LLC for the Cidery. Congratulations. Congratulations. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did we just find somebody who likes some alert? <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. Burn it, burn it into your brain. That's, oh man! So we'll get Brian. We'll, we'll get. We'll be in touch, man. We gotta. We gotta set up a show and have you guys on and and, uh, and hang out and, and maybe save that shot of alert. You can do it on air with us. Well, you can do it. We'll watch you. We'll record it. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So anyway, where are we at now? We've got, we're in, we're we've, got the hops, we've got the malt. Yeast. We've got okay, yeast. Right. I, I I feel like clean. Clean. Clean, yeah. I mean something simple. You know, my, my initial goes to like California or USO five or something like that. So let's, let's just do USO five. Um it's easy, it's accessible. Um I don't mind it. Um the only other thing. Well, there's other things I want to talk about, but um, one thing we should make a note of um, is potentially water. So Jason doesn't have to concern himself with this. He has like the most amazing well water in all of Michigan, I swear. But I'm so about all you little people. For those of, our, <laughs> of, of us who are peasants and live on city water full of chlorine and chloramines. Um, I, I'm on. Fair, I'm on well, but. Are you I, I, I basically oh, drink mud if I don't have. Oh, okay. <laughs> <It's not laughs> like, you are all welcome. The hose is out front. Just shut it off when you're done. You're all I got a truck, man. Out. I know somebody with like a 300-gallon tank. I'm going to swing by in a few weeks. Come get it, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I guess I'll, I'll talk about water for those of us that use RO then. Um, this is we, – we want it to be uh, like flavorful – a little bit dry, still have a little bit of bitterness. I feel like a like a very modest one to one ratio of uh, uh, chloride to sulfates um, is probably acceptable. I would say about like one hundred to one hundred and fifty parts per million. What what is what does this do, Brian? Why 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 do you think this is a good idea? So um, as far as IPAs are concerned, ready. yeah. <laughs> So, um, so sulfates and IPAs really, um, accentuate 
hop um, flavors and like the more bitter aspects of the hops. Um, it, it really makes the beer taste a little bit more dry. It affects the mouthfeel a little bit. Um, so if you were to like have something like a 200 to maybe 50 sulfate to chloride ratio, um, in this beer, you'd probably have it taste like quite a bit more dry and bitter. Uh, whereas if you swap that around and it would say 200 parts per million chloride and 50 parts per million sulfate, it would taste more um, soft. The, the hops wouldn't taste quite as bitter maybe. And they would sort of have more of a, um, more of a lighter like presence, I guess um, is, is how I would describe it. So normally with like new England IPAs, you find that the chlorides are quite a bit uh, more high and in something like American IPAs and double IPAs, uh, the sulfite to chloride ratio is either uh, pretty even or really more heavily skewed towards sulfates. So, so I got a, a question for you just because, you know, I'm drinking. I can't remember what I had for lunch. Have we done a water chemistry episode? Mm, no, no, I don't, I don't, I don't think we have. So I guess oh. I, I take this moment, like Brian, I know you turned me on to it a while ago. There's this wonderful tool I don't do you still use brewing water? I do. Yep, that's you do? My, that's my yeah. yeah. So I know when like Brian, you started getting into water chemistry long, you know, long before I did. <clears throat> and, um, this, it, like you, you're the one who introduced me to it. And I, I feel, really feel like that's something that kind of really helped my, uh, brewing, you know, get up to the next level, start playing around with the water chemistry and those additives. So for any of the people who are new to brewing, um, you know, look up brew and water. It's B R U apostrophe N. Um, take a look at that. If you're using just, you know, RO water or, you know, water from the grocery store, um, you know, make sure you know your water profile that you're getting, but you know, it's a nice tool. It gives you an option to kind of build your water profile to bet depending on what type of flavors you want. Uh, and I think this is where Brian kind of started his knowledge to where, we are getting to where we're at now. So sorry for the interjection, mm -hmm. Brian. No, um, no, that's, that's great. I am hundred percent with you. I, before, before I started really brewing, um, I, I probably spent an entire year, uh, just reading and reading and reading and reading, um, internet forums and books and stuff like that. Cause I didn't want to get started brewing and, and, uh, and feel like, you know, I didn't know what I was doing and stuff like that. And I did anyway. No, nobody starts a hobby and, and feels like they're, they're an expert or anything like that. But, um, like, uh, one of the things that I read about was, you know, history. Um, and, and I've been doing it for a long time, but it only really, really picked up a lot of momentum, maybe like six to eight years ago, probably at least in the homebrew community. Um, by by my best you know guess and knowledge because I've only been brewing six seven years but um, yeah I hundred percent would um, would recommend using RO water and making your own water profile unless you have amazing well water in which case by all means go for it because then your beer is going to taste like your beer um, that's right yeah, and, and, and yeah at the end at the end of the day like you know i can make the same beer as jordan who can make the same beer as jason and they're all going to taste different because our systems are different our water is different um, the way we mash and brew and whatever well, is you know, nobody, 
nobody ever thinks of that. Like we were talking, or I was, I was at a, I was at a picnic talking to, to about beer with non-beer people, and I said something about water, and they're like, "Why does that fucking matter?" Because it's ninety-nine percent water in your class, people. Like, yep, yep. You know, like it's it's what beer is made out. When um, yeah, my water here like warms up, like it seriously smells like halfway between our own and pool water. Like I drink it because I'm I've, I've lived here my entire life and like I'm used to it and I, I think it's fine. But if that flavor made it into my beer, I would be so upset, you know. So um, and there's ways to you know mitigate that, like um, uh, uh, there's treatments that you Hampton can do to tablets before yeah. and Hampton Hampton tablets, yeah. things like that. Um, there's things you can do like uh, pouring your beer water the night before and letting it sit out. Cause a lot of the chemicals that your local municipality put in should off gas. It, that will work be. for chlorine, but it will not work right. for chloramine. True. That's what I'm saying. Like there's some things that will go out, but yeah, you can, you can do camped yeah. in, but you gotta be careful cause you'll get sulfur, right? If you do too much. Yeah. Um, yep. Jason, you've had your, you've had your water like tested, right? So, you know, your profile. Yeah. I, I, that would be for anybody else. I want to do it for mine. All I know is that I'm basically drinking rocks. My water so hard um, <laughs> that, but I would suggest for anybody who's interested, um, you know, getting your own water, your home own water tested. Isn't that expensive? Uh, but if, if you're, you're in a homebrew club, industry, uh, like if you're, if you're part of keepers, we actually have a water testing kit that will loan you and you can test your own water. But yeah, I might um, have to grab that because I yeah. want to know. We tested um, mine and, if you Google uh, perfect uh, water to homebrew with in general, uh, it just says see Jason. Was. <laughs> just going to say, there's your, there's your picture right there. Just as, as well as your address. Yeah. <laughs> kind of this for, the, for the well water people, I think that um, th that's probably not going to change a whole lot. I think um, that's a great idea for the municipality people. Um, is that the right word? That's right. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. People, yeah, people yeah. that are on city water, township water. Um, I know, I know Portage. Um, I emailed the city uh, years ago, and Portage, last I knew, pulled from 14 different um, aquifers. Um, or and maybe we use Kalamazoo water, and Kalamazoo pulls from 14 different ones, but um, it will turn on and off these different flows um, as, as, as often as you know, maybe week to week, even day to day. And so if you do a water test and send it off, uh, there's a very good chance that by the time you get that, um, that water test back, totally your, your water is not going to be quite the same. Um, Interesting. they do try to keep it, you know, um, moderately, uh, the same, you know, they take lots of tests and they add lots of chemicals, um, to, to try to, you know, keep within certain parameters and stuff. But, um, it, it would, it would be like, you know, you, Jordan, me and Jason, if we all had wells, um, you know, sometimes just pulling water from my well and then sometimes pulling like one third of mine and two thirds of Jason's and then sometimes like one third from all of ours. And, you know, the, the water is just not quite the same, you know, all the time. So, um, for those of us on city water, um, if you like the taste of your water, once you add Campton tablets and get rid of like the chlorine and chloramines and stuff like that, hundred percent go for it. 
um, make your best guess at like your water profile and stuff like that. And, uh, and brew your best beer because honestly your beer is probably going to, you know, taste different than anybody else's still. Um, but if you're, if you're looking for consistency, um, I think RO is a very, very good way to go. So that's my, that's my spiel spiel. All right. We got to get back to the trip. So Tramp. all right. That's my, that's We're my water chemistry. Water. I say, I say roughly one to one somewhere in that 100, 155 parts per million range. Um, and then, um, yeah, it's, it's brewing the beer pretty standard after that. Uh, so, I mean, this is, this is, this is primary. We're, we're, we brewed the beer. We're fermenting the beer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we're going to we're, we're, we're come up with, you know, we're, we're going to get this beautiful, light, crisp, citrusy IPA after a week. Um, now we've got to talk about triplets. Uh, oh, I, I want to clarify I, on I secondary real quick. Um, okay. because it's a, it's a term that, um, is sort of a carryover from, you know, maybe brewing like 10 years ago where, um, people would move beer from primary into a whole nother <laughs> fuck our banners. Why, why is there a banner for everything that I want to say? Um, because I'm bored. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> for for those listening on the on the podcast, I said Brian can never find happiness, and I can find happiness. I it's my my right, happiness but, but is in shrimp spices, apparently. Yeah. No. So so secondary used to be a term where people would move beer from uh, one fermentation fermentation vessel to another to get it off of like the uh, the yeast and sediment and stuff like that, and then they'd age it for another couple of weeks on this other vessel. Um. Are we talking secondary? We are talking secondary. Okay, uh, cool. Nobody, nobody really does that anymore. And the reason for it is, is that it, um, it's, it's one more uh, way that your beer can get infected. It's another way that you're going to be able to add oxygen to your beer, which you don't want to do after fermentation's uh, uh, done. That will add, you know, sherry and cardboard and all sorts of other, and sometimes ketchup-y like flavors to your beer. You like you don't want that. Um, well, maybe you do. I don't know. Maybe we'll make a ketchup beer, but uh, yeah, I've had vegetables and beer before, man. Like, <laughs> not... please, nobody suggests that in chat. No, a, a well-made <laughs> tomato beer is a thing of magic. I mean, it it's, can be. That's fair. That's fair. Is it? Is it? I, I don't know if it, it, it is. It is. It, it is. <laughs> okay, would that be kind of like what? What is it? Like a clamato or whatever is kind of. Oh, dude, there is there is nothing better in the summertime than a michelada. Like that's it. That's it. That's the word I was yeah. looking for. Fucking, <laughs> I, yeah. That, it's magic. It's fucking magic. So uh, beer I, and tomato goes together very much. So I'm gonna have to have you make me one because I have not had one yet that I have. I All have right, enjoyed. done, done. Awesome. I've actually drank them on air here, so I know I've, when I've, I have. I, have I been here? I, you know what? I think you know, as a new school. dad, you do miss an occasional episode. <laughs> What'd you say? I said, as a new dad, you have missed the occasional. Oh, episode. I thought you said, ask my dad. I'm like, he's, he is no. on here. Like he is viewing occasionally. He's giving me dad. shit about missing shows. So, <laughs> <laughs> but right down, on to the secondary. Is, well, no, no, is, hold yes. on. Write down the water episode and write down, uh, like beer mixer episode. 
beer mixer. All right. Yeah. Right. Like, like yeah, beer that's, a, that's an idea. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. We can get into a whole show just on, on uh, mimosas, right? Or beer mosas. Can, can we get a new intro for the beer cocktails one and like the ducktails theme? <laughs> they, they told me on the side that they're going to give me a science time with Brian. Uh, uh, it, so I'm <laughs> only if we can get Brian's head to spin like in 360 on the screen, like I'm Bill Nye. Super fucking excited <laughs> about that. All right, water and beer mixer done on the list. All right, so secondary, you don't have to actually transfer off the cake. Is basically what you're going for. Correct. Um, Nowadays, if somebody says secondary, it just means doing something in the primary fermenter after fermentation's over. Yeah, after after fermentation, you can add things to it. I, I've actually thought this too. You know, the, your beer's been on that cake, on that yeast, on that true, whatever you want to call it, for a week. It's done its thing. It's sitting at the bottom. It's not really going to fucking add any new. Right. The the worry was uh, yeast autolysis. Yeah, I um, remember that. Yep. And, and everybody was worried about you know yeast autolysis flavor, which is basically yeast. when dies, yeah, or, or otherwise bursts. Like imagine, imagine if you were a yeast cell living in a beer and you just exploded, and all of your insides That's terrifying, Brian. The beer. Why? Why are you telling our viewers to do that? <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's what that's what the you know that's the flavor that starts to add to beer is you get like yeast bursting guts. yeast insides, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you don't mm. want that. So, um, but it, it takes a long time for that to happen. So uh, generally, it's not something you have to worry about unless it's a very um, long time that that beer is aging for right so yeah so when we're talking secondary we're talking about putting more ingredients into the beer after fermentation has has done its thing for the most part uh on that topic brian with this with the fact that we want to add um what i would i would assume would be toasted coconut um i'm not worried about the shrimp because the shrimp should have very latent or very low um sugar um, but do we want to stabilize? Should we stabilize this beer if we're going to add roasted coconut, toasted coconut? Um, I, so here's my thought process, um, which is generally always yes. Um, <laughs> because so when you ferment fruit or, you know, anything that has like a little bit of sugar in it, um, the flavor changes. And um, the way that we taste fruit and we associate flavors with fruit, uh, we associate them with the sugar that's already in that fruit. Um, so if I'm making something that, you know, has coconut in it, and that's it, not even that it's like that sweet or anything like that, but I think it needs like all of the, you know, whatever little bit of sugar that it adds um, to just you know keep it where it's at that and if we want to alter the beer a little bit afterwards we probably have a little bit of wiggle room if we stabilize too that's just my that's my personal um philosophy on it i i do that with a lot of um beers that i make my only exception sometimes is uh, my sours um, i will let fruit from all the way out of my sours just because i sure. think it adds more complexity 
Those don't need the sweetness. I'm with you on this. I think we need to stabilize before we add uh, the coconut and shrimp. Um, so how do we stabilize? So I use potassium sorbate. I think you use K-Meta, right? I use both. Um, both. Okay. Why both? What's your so, reasoning there? Um, one He's got a science reason. <laughs> no, I got, so, I'm sure I got a banner for that. <laughs> Yeasty Stevens? No, let's not yeah. do that one. That's no. Um, oh, so, I oh, gosh. I honestly don't remember the episode, but at some point he did say horse peanuts. What? <laughs> Brian? What was yeah. it? I do remember that. I don't remember why. Nah, I, don't, <laughs> I don't remember that one. <laughs> you were just drunk enough that it came out wrong. So, All right. No, no. Um, makes, it makes me wonder, what was he trying to say? <laughs> I, I specifically remember David like and giving me shit for that afterwards, and I don't remember why. But, What's a good so episode, I, I, then? So why do you stabilize I, with both? So, um, potassium sorbate, um, stops refermentation. Um, I, I think that, gosh, I can't remember which one is which. So, so to add a preface, none of these are going to stop an active fermentation. Your, your fermentation needs to be completed, but, um, one of these basically stops the, uh, reproduction of, uh, yeast cells so that, um, they basically, you know, they don't, they don't yeah. do anything anymore. They just kind of hang out and, and don't reproduce and just kind of do what they need to do uh, and, and don't really ferment anymore. And, and the other is more of like a spoilage, um, like a chemical. Basically, it just um, – I don't, I don't know if I want to say like if it kills it, but I, I, think, I think the metabisulfate maybe is the one that – that inhibits extra growth and, and, and sorbates like just kind of stun and, and put the yeast to sleep. But in any case, um, I'll have to look that up because I hate being not knowledgeable on a live show. But All right. Use both. Use both. So, so we're going to stabilize with a, a combination of potassium uh, sorbate and uh, K-meta bisulfate, right? Yes. Let's call it like K-meta and K-sorbate. Um, so normally – yeah, let me put this in the notes here too. Yeah, you're right. Um, Metabisulfate. After fermentation is complete, say seven to ten days. After two stable gravity readings, stabilize with. Um, I normally use so. Um, for beer, this is probably fine just to estimate like this. Um, for um, for things like wine and mead, it, it very much depends on um, like some of the residual compounds like in the fermentation. Um, I think it might be like residual sulfites and stuff like that. I can't really remember, uh, but there's there's calculators out to figure out like what you need to stabilize for. Um, other sorts of fermentables, but for beer, normally like half a teaspoon of um, K-meta 
so potassium divided by sulfite uh, is fine. And about 2.5 <clears throat> teaspoons of uh, K-sorbate. So potassium metabolic or potassium sorbate. Um, so add that okay. in, gently swirl it around, um, let it sit for 24 hours. Mm-hmm. So make sure everything kind of <laughs> stabilizes. <laughs> and uh, and then, then we can move on. And then we're going to add into that same vessel, we're going to add our shrimp and we're going to add coconut. So we're going to add eight ounces. Oh my God. Of dried shrimp, TBD. That seems like a uh, lot. Once we taste them, I'll, I'll, <laughs> once I taste them, we'll, we'll, we'll make that determination. Um, and then I think we need to add probably one pound of freshly toasted unsweetened natural coconut flakes. I bet we can go heavier. Heavier? I think we can go heavier. From I, I read a really interesting interview with uh, with I can't I can't remember who it was. It was a brewery over some really large brewery, and his opinion on coconut is that uh, there is no limit. You know, I've actually heard that before. Um, you know, coconut like a, a good friend of mine that owns a brewery. I think says something like. Now that, now that you mentioned that, I remember Ed saying something about if you're going to add coconut, add a lot go of fucking big. coconut. Yeah, go big. Um, so you, one to three? Three pounds. All right. Three, three pounds toasted coconut flakes. Like toasting toasted. them ourselves. So I'm going to add this in parentheses. Um, I'm going to say bagged in the best, like, muslin or nylon Hop sock. You have. Yep. Sock. Um, Hop sock. The, the more the more room you have, the better, because when, when the coconut absorbs water, it's going to expand a little bit, and you want all the coconut to make contact with all of the beer, uh, you know, as much as possible. Yeah. So don't pack so it. Don't pack it. Yeah, as much as yeah. you can, but nice you also thing. want it bagged because if you don't bag it, you're going to have a bitch of a time getting it out. Uh, it, it just it gets unless you have a nice filtration system, then just dump it in. But most oh, uh, most home brewers don't. I, I I know I don't. Anytime I'm adding something to like a secondary or whatever, I'm almost always bagging it. No, I, I think it totally needs to be like a, in a hop sock or a big muslin bag or a a, a, a brewing bag bag, something like that. We need to put yep. this in. Might as well throw the shrimp in there as well. Uh, so three pounds toasted coconut, um, up to eight ounces of of dried shrimp. Um, we're going to let that go for another five days, seven days, crash it out, carbonate the living shit out of it. Um, because to satisfy Brian, (laughs) I would say carbonate to what, like what's, what's normal IPA volumes, like two and a half. Yeah. Uh, No, it's like two point. 2.8. 2.8 balls. Um, and then we invite the uh, the Rosses over. <laughs> to, they get uh, first sample. 
this monster. I mean, this wonderful, amazing. <laughs> we beer. should, you know, what? We should just have them on a show when we try this, and we'll we'll uh, we'll let them yeah. try, sample the beer. That way, we get so the reaction. Let's go back. Let's 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 run through. Flip back to the recipe, the design page. Let's talk through. You know, so basic recipe design rules that we should follow is you know keeping our our base malts above eighty uh, percent, which we've done right. So we've got base malts at ninety yeah. percent. Uh, you do that because you don't want the adjuncts to uh, you know kind of take away from the power of that beer to ferment and to kind of to wash out you know the base of that beer. You need a good strong sugary base to, to, to ferment and make that beer strong. Um, we've got good hop additions, right? So we've got a, we've got our bittering addition. We've got flavor and aroma and we're in with the new age hipster kids doing the whirlpool. Um, and then, and then we're going hard with uh, uh, USO five, which is just a workhorse piece. So funny story. So I'm, I, I brewed three beers last Saturday. Um, it's the first time I've ever done uh, three in a day, and I did. It's crazy. Yeah, I did. Um, I did a golden ale. I did a, a, a ordinary bitter, and I did a wheat base. Beer. And you did and these I, in sorry. series, right? They weren't parallel. So I was overlapping. Basically, I was what I was trying to do is I was trying to mash in while I was boiling the the previous batch. So it's a busy fucking day, man. It was, it was 11 hours, but it's funny. So I, I pitched uh, USO five on the golden. I pitched um, uh, British five on the, uh, on the ordinary. And I pitched Lutra, which is a, a Vike yeast on the, on the, on the wheat base. And the, the yeast that burned through and like finished the fastest was the USO five on that golden base. Wow. Interesting. So it kicked the shit out of Lutra. Um, really yeah huh. okay i mean it's only been 48 hours right and fermentation's pretty much done hmm. was it a lower abv like uh yeah it's that claw barrel beer you know so what is that uh, uh yeah yeah okay okay four and a half percent five percent yeah. something like that yeah yeah that's awesome though yeah no, i was just surprised I, I i saw i looked through i was watching it I, I think i was telling you about this earlier it was fun to watch all three of my uh, vessels kind of bubbling away at the same time. Um, and I checked it today and it's like dead, like that one's dead. And the other two are still going at it. And hmm. I looked and yeah, I mean, it had hit, it passed high Krausen. Uh, so I pulled a little sample and it's, it's already down. It just ate it. It's crazy. <laughs> Sweet. So anyway, um, I don't know when we can brew this, uh, we should get together and brew it. We'll figure it out. Um, agreed. Agreed. The the shrimp, well, I, I guess the shrimp will decide. The shrimp will be here next week. So we'll, uh, we'll work this out. We'll get this brewed. So the reason I, why why are, why are we why do we just do that? Um because the Ross has made a sweet intro for us. Because the Ross has made a sweet <laughs> for us. So we got we got a few more people on here. I want to play it again. Let's let's yeah, play the intro. We were supposed to do it like Brian 30 minutes. This 
Oh, we forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. So um, let's, let's play the intro. Let's talk about the intro a little bit. This is super fucking cool. Yeah, um, Let, yeah. Let's let's yeah. Let's talk about the intro. Let's do that. I want to I want to do a shout out to Distant Whistle. So we got to film this on site at Distant Whistle a few weeks ago. Uh, Dane and Andy there uh, let us come in early on a was it Saturday morning something like that. Yep, Saturday um, before they opened the the, the brewery. Um, it was really cool to watch Sam and Travis and, and Chris come out and, uh, uh, Chris Hyatt, uh, Sam's stepdad, um, came out and, and filmed, you know, like shot after shot, you know, of trying to get this perfect pour on this bottle. Um, you know, and then they did some, some, you know, filmed us individually, you know, doing, I think five or 10 or 15 different takes on it. It was really fucking fun to watch their process and, and see how they put all this together and then deliver this just super kick-ass, like high-end um, intro that is really a waste on this shit show that we <laughs> um, we do on Monday nights, right? <laughs> All right. So, um, uh, I'll kick it off. Yeah, do it. Let's try and, it. Uh, Let's watch it again. For the for the Sea Gump IPA, I am going to share that on our page later. Um, I've made it public, so if anybody else wants to brew it, uh, with us by all means, uh, but I'm gonna look out for that. And here's our new intro. fucking love that well, yeah, we're rocking so hard i do i do i do want to like point out i was i didn't tell him when i was on the phone with him last night but travis if you're still listening like that that whole song like that kind of reminds me of something that you would write so that's kind of one of the reasons why i liked it yep. sounded that's awesome funny. so so in the in the beer shots you know where the beer's coming out uh the glass with the logo so shout out to shana mm. who made that glass for us like the night before right and and there's just a shit ton of little detail in our logo that she had to like kind of fuss with. Right. So thank you. Shana, well, I think for she had to do it like six different times before she finally got it. Oh, a Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Thank it's, you. Shana. It's the only Michigan brews glass in existence. It is. Um, and it's in my cabinet. So, and I don't she, think she said she will ever make another. So. Right. <laughs> it was, that was that much of a pain. So, and then the, the hands there, like setting the glass out and doing the pouring, that's Jordan because he has the prettiest hands. Look at those. We, oh, it was, just, that was decided. I've got my hyperbaric chambers on order so I can keep them yep. in it. <laughs> Hand model, uh, you know, he's going to give up brewing and IT and, and, and go to be a hand model. Yep. Get those insured. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then I think the, the, the scene of us, you know, kind of standing around the bar that we opened with where we're all just uh, talking, it's like they were filming us for a good few minutes there. And we're just totally making shit up, trying to look like we're having fun, doing the fake laugh. The, ha, ha, ha. And, but, it, you know, I look at it and it looks so natural and stupid. It's something that we totally would do and how we would act. So 
um, I, I really appreciate that. It captures, uh, it captures, you know, who we are and, and what we do. And thanks yeah. again to Distant Whistle. And, and all uh, the mugs in the, uh, in the slamming down part were, were member owned mugs. Yeah, that was my mug. Our, and our, it was our mugs. Yeah. Your yeah, mug and Shana. George Shana, had Shana's mug. I had Shana, so it's, thank you, Shana. I <laughs> I lipped your mug <laughs> once. I had my hands on it at least. Yeah. So super cool. Uh definitely way more than this production needs, but it's it's awesome. Thank you again to uh so check out Ripjob Media. Um they've uh I don't actually know if you guys have a website, but they've done some cool, yeah, amazing videos. Check out uh, uh, who Drew Jacobs, State of Mind. Who's the other one? I can't think of right now. Uh, you're talking about Eva? Yeah. Eva Under Fire. Yeah. Eva Under Fire. Uh, check out their videos on, on YouTube. Uh, that State of Mind one for Thunder Rolls, they just won Billboard Top 100, right? Top number one. Number That's one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, they are amazing. Thank you, Sam and Travis. Um, I really appreciate it. We all have a talented group of friends <laughs> in, in all aspects. Absolutely. So because of that, we just designed uh, shrimp, coconut shrimp IPA for, <laughs> for Travis. Specifically uh, for Travis. I hope you don't have a shrimp allergy, Travis, because you're drinking this anyways. That's right. That's right. We will have EpiPen on hand if you need. This <laughs> uh, is your fault. Um, <laughs> the Michigan <laughs> Brews medical crew is on standby. <laughs> so we're going to get some posts up. I'm going to do. Um, uh, I'm going to do a post on YouTube with just the intro. We'll do. We'll get that up on Facebook. Um, uh, what else? Um. Yeah, we just want to highlight that intro, like and, yeah. and the amazing, yeah. the amazing job you guys did. So we'll get that shit up on, um, we'll get that shit up on YouTube. We'll get that shit up on Facebook. Um, Sam, I hate shrimp and a texture of coconut. I'll do, I'll do coconut flavor. Uh, this is fucking amazing. So we just, yeah, we just made Brian's favorite beer. <laughs> That's, let's let's not filter it and leave some of those coconut chunks uh, in there. Right, I'll deal with it. I'll deal uh, with it. So we're gonna we're gonna brew this at Jason's house, and the guy's gonna stay with him. So I don't have to, I have to deal with fine. it. Fine. Um, probably post homebrew fest then, because uh, I've got like all of my fermentation vessels full at the moment. Um, so I, I we'll, do. We'll I do to- want to be there. So give me give me at least a few weeks' notice if we. We, we will. We'll, we'll yeah, set this yeah. up end of August, beginning of September. We'll brew this beer. Uh, and then we'll, we'll try to have it ready for, you know, a month after that, we'll do a show, uh, and we'll talk about it, but, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm good. It's, uh, Shrimp I need to run and get some, some seltzers, but you guys want to, want to build one more. Yeah. I'm, 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 good, for, I'm good for another drink. I'm, that, I'm that, three I mean, in already. So it can't, it can't be a rambling and, uh, and beer building episode without you know, these two beers. So, um, All right. if anybody in chat has another, um, if it's weird, we'll, we'll do it. I'm going to run and grab a couple of seltzers. Uh, okay. that's what this night calls for. I will be right back. Fuck we'll yeah. Next, next one to do. So if we don't see anything in chat, maybe we can talk about, um, salsa recipes. Um, you I can what? talk about yeah, my thought salsa. process for like meads or like sours or Jordan 
Like, I was gonna say either out. My vote would be either Seltzers and Meads. You know, talking as as a viewer to Science Brian, um, <laughs> that's that. You know that that would be my thing. I've got two Meads that I'm sitting on down here, um, and I've got the ingredients to probably make because I you know I've had to hoard dextrose from Jason, mm-hmm. um, so I've got probably enough to make three batches. Uh, but I feel like the f- past few Seltzers that I've made have been decent. Um, but yeah, I mean, Meads is like really kind of where I'm probably going to be going next with, you know, hitting that heavier in my brewing career. So, you know, that's, that's where my interest lies. It's, it's, um, how do I say this? It's a nice creative outlet, I guess. Um, in that you sort of know, what your outcome is going to be a little you have a general idea you have a very you know you have, you have this like broad spectrum of like okay i know what this honey tastes like and i know what ingredients i'm going to put in it but then the end result is sort of maybe a little bit of a mystery because honey is very you know it, it, it's agricultural it changes from season to season and stuff absolutely like that. Um, there's a lot more character yeah yeah and and uh, there's a lot more blending I think that you can do with mead in general than uh, what you can do with beer. Um, not all beer styles lend themselves to blending, right? Um, right, right. Whereas pretty much most meads you can blend in one way or another. Well, I mean, um, blending is the whole thing that kind of launched, um, like the the like mid shelf liquor industry, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. like most of that stuff is all blends like scotches bourbons they you know they blend barrels and whatnot so yes yeah, like yeah. most of your mid-shelf stuff as far as i know um but yeah no i mean i'll i'll, I'll get there eventually brian but no I'm not, I'm not i'm not getting into blending yet i need to get my uh, i just brewed my first sack mead um so you know anything that's what is it above 12 and a half is sack oh, i didn't even realize it was that low i thought it was closer to like Ugh, 15 16 maybe maybe, maybe maybe it is that uh, okay. my initial my initial gut reaction was 15 but i figured i was wrong so i went lower um no, that but, sounds right yeah so i think this one's going to be like 16 and a half 17 um awesome okay fermented oh, cool. on uh 15 pounds 15 pounds or no no it was four pound bag so it's 12 pounds of cherries but um yeah, yeah. So I mean, like I said, meads is kind of where I'm where I'm going. Seltzers, uh, more meads because like I can sit on it for a while. Like a beer, I'm not gonna lie with you know still adjusting to be a father. My kid's only you know 15 months old, mm-hmm. just about. Um, and I just don't have the time that I used to. So having a mead sit down for a few months, that's fine in fact that's preferred <laughs> so and, 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 a, and a mead brew day is you know no more than an hour right and so, exactly 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 yeah, you know, same with you seltzer. Like, yeah exactly and the same with seltzers so that's kind of where i'm taking you know taking more of my brewing i still want to brew beer uh, i have brewed a few beers since charlie's been born um, but i just you know i'm trying to I love the, you know, fermentation sciences. So I want to continue doing it. I just don't have, you know, quite the time to dedicate, Mm -hmm. you know, five hours in a day. I mean, I can, but you know, that time has got to come from somewhere and I'm just putting more pressure on, on mama. So yeah, that's right. Don't piss off mama. I mean, no, I get it. I'm having a great time with seltzers and I heard you, I, I take my ears with me. I heard you whining about the dextro. 
<laughs> Punk? Jesus Christ. Man. That's where I got it from. Because I can't find it locally. <laughs> Whatever, dude. I tell you, a guy you got a guy buys out all the sugar in Kalamazoo and uh and, and Vicksburg one time and everything. One one, one time. No. Mitch is about it. The dexterous kingpin. That's <laughs> but yeah, man, like you know, recipe designed for seltzer is super, super easy, right? It's like sugar, water, done. I mean, yep. or yeast. Um, and then now that Omega has come out with proper seltzer for the nutrients, um, I'm really, I'm telling you, I've done a couple of seltzers now with a package of pop, proper suit, proper seltzer and a bag of Lutra. Now there's, there's a little bit, there's uh, like water additives with proper seltzer, right? So there, it's kind of like water chemistry mm-hmm. mixed in. Yeah. 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 yeah so it, 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 it's to kind of help adjust to that pH and, and, and get the, the nutrients and this, this, the salts that, that make that are missing from sugar. When you just have dextrose, which actually, that's if you want to talk about recipe design with seltzer, that's one of my first pieces of advice: is uh, don't just do dextrose. Um, but when you when you just have those basic sugars and water, there's not much for the yeast to kind of uh, you know pick up on and you know build the the cell walls that they need to reproduce well. Right? There's just food. Um, and so adding, adding, you know, proper seltzer to bring in the nutrients really helps out. Um, what I've started to do with my seltzers is, um, is to kind of mix up my sugars. So I, I use dextrose and uh, rice sugar or Belgian sugar or whatever. Um, again, That's I think a good it, idea. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I've been, I've been going with a um, 80% dextrose, 20% rice sugar for the last couple of batches. And I think it just helps it come out a little bit cleaner uh, i could see that for sure gives again it's it's you know brian i don't know if you're gonna bust out science on me and say they're both basically <laughs> the same technical sugar but um the differences are subtle and i think it co- help helps to avoid some of that whiny uh characteristics so as homebrewers we typically don't have filtration not that you can't you know, set it up with a good RO filter. I think Brian, you did that recently, didn't you? I do have an RO filter. Are you talking about for my water or for? No, didn't you do some mead filtering? I do. Yeah, I have, I have a I have a set of cartridge filters. Yeah. So I mean, a lot of us don't do that. You can you can get into that space, but um, if you're not filtering your seltzer, you can tend to pick up on some of that yeast characteristic. You can. Um, Definitely get some of that color uh, cloudiness. Um, but anyway, I've just found using uh, Lutra with proper seltzer, using a mix of sugars um, kind of helps balance that out. So like I said, I'm using 80% dextrose, and 20% um, rice sugars uh, for the last couple of batches. I liked them. They're really clean. Flavor with, yeah, flavor with uh, Amaretti. Uh, <laughs> Uh, or um, Soda Stream, um, any of your beverage flavorings. You know, if you treat it like soda water, uh, anything that you would make in your Soda Stream, uh, you know, or an Italian soda, a couple pumps of Amaretti, whatever works for you. Um, makes it really <laughs> I still have not made a cider. Or, and I'm sorry, a seltzer. Yeah. Yeah. Are you biased, then, Brian? No, no. I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't know why I haven't. Maybe I should, shit, man. Jason, um, has anybody from Michigan, uh, 
uh, homebrew festival signed up to say they're bringing a seltzer from our club? No. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm bringing a seltzer. I'll sign, I'll sign something up. I was just going to say, um, after you get this seltzer science down, you know, so, you know, basically sugar, water, yeast, nutrients, you get seltzer, you add your flavor, you've got it. You can then, if you, if you want to brew a strong seltzer, um, so you guys can look online and, and find a tool that'll give you the math that'll say, you know, if I basically like an ABV calculator, you know, if my gravity of sugar is X, my ABV is going to be Y. Yep. Those are all over the place. Um, so most seltzers that people like to drink, you know, if you're going to get like a Truly or a White Claw or something like that, you know, they're targeting like 5%. Um, if you were to brew that at 10%, double it. And then you take that seltzer and you mix it 50-50 with fruit puree, you get smooge, right? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much close. Smooge is fucking delicious. Right. I um, I don't know how they package that beer. Like, if I were to try to run that through my keg, like, it would just clog. That, so the other the other thing, Brian, or not Brian, Jason, the other the other person who... We all end our name with N. I just realized that <laughs> it's weird. Um, <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah. No. <laughs> I smooched a smooch, too. <laughs> cool, perfect. Um, fuck, now where was I going? Uh <laughs> Oh yeah, we were talking. <laughs> you were talking about um, uh, like brewing fifty fifty. So part of uh, at least the way I've done seltzers in the past is that I'll brew like uh, like damn near a fifteen or twenty percent uh, base with my corn sugar, um, yes. and then you know it cut it down with treated water. Uh, so what that does is that you get that like seltzer water mouthfeel. You don't have that fermented beverage um, body to it that cuts no, it and thins it out a lot. You're absolutely right. In fact, I, I thank you for calling it out because I did. I really like, excuse me, I really like the flavor or mouthfeel of um, Perrier. Perrier? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, um, it's a super hard water though, right? It is. It is very minerally. And yeah. so what I did was I took my, I have a 12% uh, seltzer base and I just for shits and giggles took, uh, you know, like half of that and mixed it with soda water, with mineral water. Yep. Um, and it was great. Like I just, I really enjoyed the flavor of that. So, um, I'm actually, I have been thinking about doing that for a keg. So I've got a keg of 12% in the base and it's 12% base in the basement. And I was going to do half of it with fruit puree to get smooge. Um, and then I was thinking about taking the other half and actually going down and buying, uh, you know, a case of Perrier. Um, wow. Just kind of pouring it into a keg and putting it on top of that just to cut it. Just because I really like the way that mouthfeel feels so that's another thing that you can do if you're going to make seltzers you don't have to do it with tap water or no nope. uh, ro water you know go for the amount that you're looking at you know a couple of gallons go find some good mineral water or um you know spring water or something else um because it's really going to impart a lot of that flavor texture mouthfeel 
Out of the smooge, Brian, if you do it right, you know, I mean, there's a lot of breweries around here that are serving this. It, and it is just basically the, the recipe for smooge or other drinks like it is the seltzer base mixed with fruit puree and fruit concentrate for flavor. So like in this case, it's a strawberry banana fruit puree, probably sweetened with uh, apple juice concentrate or orange juice concentrate. Mm, right. Mm-hmm. And oh man, they just go down so good. It's like the most yeah. awful looking color, but <laughs> it, it looks, it looks like you're drinking old like <laughs> chocolate milk or something like that. It's like this brown. Fuck you. I feel like I should talk like a valley girl. I don't care. This shit is tasty. <laughs> if it weren't like what five dollars for like an eight ounce can or something like that, yeah, that's more like a oh, shit's expensive. expensive. Yeah. So. There you go, Brian. If you're going to do a seltzer for Homebrew Fest, maybe I maybe I'll do a two and a half gallon keg of fucking. Now, now you got me thinking, Smooch. Brian. Since, since I said Smooch. I had the stuff for a, for a seltzer, I might. I could probably take an afternoon after work and make a make a seltzer base. You make a yeah. seltzer. Forty five yeah. minutes, right? You just got to uh, boil some water. water. For as warm yep. as it's going to be out there, I think seltzers are going to be um, agreed. A, a, a go to. Like you, we should we should happen. coordinate so that way we don't overlap on flavors. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We'll totally do that. Yeah, because the last year that we had homebrew fest, like I did a I did a watermelon and Jordan, you did a peach, right? Peach. Oh, yep. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. And the peach was amazing. It was very tasty. Like, I didn't like my watermelon. I feel like I've learned a lot since I, I liked your watermelon. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Like, but but yeah, yeah. Thank you for for liking the peach. I don't know. I think I've brewed one seltzer since sent two seltzers since then. So it's I've been been out of practice. Having a kid takes a lot <laughs> of your brain power and time. So, and I'm not even the one that grew it. So I'm just kind of the you know ancillary parent. Just playing with the seed, man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the, ink, the ink cartridge to the 3D printer. It's... Did you guys talk about like like a Bruin a seltzer, like a like a recipe? Yeah, uh, we just went we went through the whole thing. <laughs> okay, it really did. Sugar, okay. water, yeah. oil, uh, yeast, nutrients, yeast, ferment. Yep. Uh, if you have a if you have the ability to crash, you absolutely should crash. Um, yep. If, if you're a home brewer, I, I think that's one of the first things you need to invest in is a vessel that you can crash in. Yep. Um, Jason was touching I, on using uh, multiple different types of sugars. Yep. I'll come back for that. Okay. Yep. So, yeah, that's yeah. seltzers in a nutshell. Um, very, very easy. Uh, you don't even need, like I said, you, you bring the water to a boil, you dissolve the sugar. From there, you can pretty much go straight to cooling. You know, you don't need to boil you know, you're not looking for a 60 minute boil. You're not trying to boil off a volume. You're just trying to sterilize that water and yeah. And melt the sugar. So, um, you know, as soon as you've got a good strong boil, you can, uh, you can, and and everything's dissolved, you can definitely start chilling. Um, and then as soon as you're at temperature, like I said, uh, pitch that yeast, I really do, uh, like the proper seltzer nutrients and the Lutra combination. I think that's a winner. Uh, you can pick up proper seltzer at um, South County Homebrew Supply uh, and Lutra. I just bought a pack there last week. 
I have not done a seltzer with anything outside of, uh, I think, 71B. I think that's the only yeast I've yeah. used for it. Interesting. I, mi- I might have used 1118 once, but I almost always use a wine yeast for mine. So I, I am interested. I mean, like like uh, Jason, I think you were off. I told Brian I, I've got, I think, enough dextrose to do two or three batches. Well, no, you were there. You have the, you have the wireless, you know, the wireless ear, ear jigs. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, maybe I'll, maybe I'll toss one of them with Lutra or, or a, yeah, or a dude, try it out. And it's, it's awesome. Awesome. Awesome stuff. And if you want like a more in-depth, uh, like super in-depth, you know, uh, tutorial, maybe, um, episode 17 was our hard seltzer episode, man, and, that and- long ago. No. We're, on, we're on like 51 is it 51 yeah, 51 on the screen yeah. yeah there it is yeah <laughs> and uh we, we went pretty hard into uh like ph and ingredients and stuff like that um like all the all yeast all the good stuff so that was honestly probably one of my favorite episodes because that guy went hard into the science of it well that's the omega about, episode yeah that was that's, lance uh, shaner that was, oh, that was lance. 25 oh yeah, yeah yep, okay yeah that's the one i was thinking of yep so in true uh, Michigan Brews fashion, we kind of talk about it in an episode, and then we get an expert to come in and actually tell us what yeah, we'll yeah. up later. <laughs> yep. So both of those so episodes are good. We're, we're waiting for our shrimp uh, expert to pop in a chat tonight uh, so we can have a show with them you know, in the next couple of weeks. So please. Uh, Does anybody know if there's are. like a, a classically <laughs> brewed style of beer with shrimp? Like, is there is there a style out there? Sam, Sam found a... A cider, some shrimp cider earlier from an out of business brewery, but yeah, I'm uh, thinking like internationally, like you know, okay. New, the New England area had the clam beer. Like, I feel like shrimp's not far off. It needs to be. <laughs> it needs to be really far off, but <laughs> no, it's funny because, <laughs> and I'm know, not going to contaminate my tap lines. It's a classic thing to brew. I'm sorry, to boil shrimp in beer. Is it? Oh, okay. That's true. Okay. Okay. This is a logical step here. I'm feeling you. I'm feeling you. So I feel like our next logical step is is a crawfish beer. Shut your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) It's like illegal to uh, bring them into the state live, though, right? Like now, because they're technically considered yeah. an invasive species, which is no. Why we'll just we'll just go down to Louisiana. There. Okay, we'll just do we'll a show. <laughs> do a show down there. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> oh man. Well, so right. here's the thing. I think that uh, uh, going forward, maybe oh. on, our, on our Facebook page or something, we should. Uh, garner suggestions every once in a while for uh, recipes to make. I, I had a lot of fun tonight on this episode, honestly. And I think if we yeah. were to do an occasional, yeah. uh, like build a beer workshop uh, episode or something like how we do with the homebrew review episodes, that would be super fun. Um, I, I had a really good time tonight doing this. So it, uh, my, so my creative juices were flowing. I, I was just going to say that the whole term, like build a beer, it's close. Oh, hopefully, we don't close. get it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. Have you guys? Have you guys heard of? Um, I think her name is uh, 
Bella something. She does a song called Build, Build a Bitch. It's a fantastic wow. listen. Okay. All right. Well, that'll be, in our, Spotify. Uh, that'll be in our Facebook link uh, recap. After uh, Bella the Porch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know Bella Porch. Why does that name sound? It was where? Why does that name sound familiar? She's like a TikTok star or something, I think. Uh, Check out the song. It's, it's, it's worth okay. a listen to. Yeah. So, yeah, no, no, this is fun. It was fun just to goof off and, and actually not try to, to add, sound like we're experts on something that we're not. I mean, we're, we're good at building recipes. Um, uh, I mean, we have an NH, you know, C metal between the three of us. So, uh, God damn that. it, Brian. Humble it's Brad. just jab. Oh. Jab. <laughs> Oh man! Wait a minute. Speaking of, they, they sent me a uh, a uh, uh, with my medal. They sent me a packet of uh, uh, proper seltzer. Did they? Yeah, that was that was one, that was my prize. So no, I'm par- I'm apparently getting a thirty dollar or a fifty dollar gift certificate to Brewers Association, um, their like bookstore or whatever. But, but yeah, I have the the nutrients to uh, build a seltzer now, so I just need to go buy a pack of Lutra and, and just buy it off Jason or buy the Dextros off Jason. That's used he's all. like the handler in the county <laughs> <County> area. <laughs> he's he's the dealer of the good white stuff. Well, <laughs> we uh, we have an outro. Yes, I, I think are we are wrapping up. Yeah, I've seen more so. suggestions for recipes in chat. So in an hour nice and forty day, uh, minutes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's it's been the quickest hour forty, honestly, in the last couple episodes. Right. So, no, one hundred percent. It's no it's show next week. No show next we'll week. Back, we'll be back the, the ninth um with a show. Uh but the shows throughout August are likely gonna be focused around Michigan Homebrew Fest. Go buy your goddamn tickets and come hang out with us at Homebrew Fest. Wait, 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 on the on that, is Brian, I still owe you money, don't I? I'm calling that on there. So. <laughs> no. I, I don't sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what? You know what? I I owe you uh, picking up a chicken. So oh, Jesus Christ, we're yeah. gonna play the outro now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Uh, Hang out with us. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll we'll see you in a couple weeks. Um, and, There's uh, music during this outro, so we can't talk over it like we normally do. So, oh damn! So it. we got to say our goodbyes now. Yep. All right, thanks for joining us for episode 51, and, and we we'll look more to do. Uh, Cheers! Yeah, more of these episodes. So, have a good night. Yeah. All right.